Friends, welcome to the Slaking Thirst podcast, where you'll find the homilies, talks, and reflections of Father Ryan Mann and Father Patrick Schultz of the Diocese of Cleveland. Slaking Thirst is all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, which is also a divine heart, seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts will meet and both thirsts will be slaked. Thanks for joining us on the journey into Christ's desire for us. What I'd like to do today is begin with this, that fatherhood is an amazing gift. It's a really, really good gift. It's from God. In fact, God takes the word fatherhood and applies it to himself when he reveals himself to us. And so fatherhood and everything that's wrapped up with that, masculinity, being a man, is a really good thing. It's actually part of God's plan. And the reason we have to begin there is because so often, especially currently, to be a man is not really an easy thing. To understand what is masculinity, what is fatherhood, is a very confusing experience in our culture. And in some ways, rightfully so. But before I go any further, let me say this so I can maybe mitigate some of the emails. I believe deeply that God reveals something of his mystery through femininity as well. I also believe woman is at the crown of creation and that my sisters in Christ, you are incredibly strong and powerful And when you exercise that out of a heart that's free and loving, it is immensely fruitful in the world and good for every aspect of life. But Mother's Day was last month, and so (laughs) today is Father's Day. Because so many people have experienced the strength and power of masculinity in a broken way, meaning men have not wielded their power as God designed, we have things like the Me Too movement and phrases like toxic masculinity. And our response to these movements as disciples of Jesus cannot simply be, oh, they are absolutely right and good, nor can it be they are overreacting, they don't know what they're saying, this is corrupt. Men have done awful things in the name of being a man. And because of that, women usually, rightfully, should speak out. But the speaking out should not be to shame, condemn, and get rid of masculinity, but to draw out of men the truth of who we are according to God's plan. To realize, yes, we do have a certain kind of power. Yes, we do have a strength and an intensity. And yes, it is part of God's plan to be wedded to love so that it's always at the service of God and those around us. So where do we first experience masculinity? It's in our dads. Your first experience of a man was your dad. And all the things that goes with that, right? So some of you had amazing dads and have amazing dads. They're your hero. You want to be like them. And if that's your story, that's awesome. And I think you can still admit your dad needed to go to the confessional like all of us. No dad is God, and yet he can be really, really good. 
Some of us have absent dads. Maybe that's physical. Maybe you never knew your dad. Or maybe due to a divorce, you only saw your dad on an occasion. Or maybe when he was present, he was emotionally and mentally not really able to reveal that you matter because he was wrapped up in so many other things like pursuits of jobs and monies or dealing with past shame and guilt. And so he wasn't a gracious presence, but he was there maybe. And some of us have present dads who have been very, very painful and destructive. Maybe they were an addict. Maybe, and it's God forbid, but it is true for many, maybe they were physically or verbally or emotionally violent to you. And so those were our early experiences of masculinity. Should it surprise us that flash forward 50, 60 years, our culture is utterly confused on what it means to be a man, and is it a good thing? Add to this gender identity politics and confusion, and you have all the confusion on how to be a man in this world. So let me say a few things about fatherhood. Every daughter learns from their dad that they are beautiful, delightful, wanted, and good. When a dad picks his daughter up and when he praises her and he's present and gracious and he comes home suit and tie or work boots and he gets on the ground and has a tea party, she realizes, I own my dad's heart. And absolutely true. And as she gets older and grows and those little date tea parties turn into dad-daughter dates, father-daughter dates, and when the dad models for her on how he loves his wife, how a woman should be treated, she grows in an identity that is full of freedom and confidence. She does not spend her life trying to get a dad's attention. She knows she has it and she's freed. She has the father blessing. Every son experiences in their dad a strong masculinity, stronger than himself, smarter than himself, bigger than himself, more wisdom and experience, more skilled at everything. And in a really good dad, the son realizes all that greatness that is superior to him is at the service of him. He realizes with my dad wrestling and playing and teaching me that I am being ushered into my own masculinity. I am learning how to do these things with and from my father. He's conveying to me everything he can. And yes, part of that will be brokenness, but a lot of it's good. He grows up without the intrinsic competitive nature of I have to prove myself when I'm around every man. No, he's free. His dad conveyed to him consistently, you are good, I'm glad you're alive, and I believe in you. Sadly, this doesn't happen perfectly in a fallen world. And even more sadly, in our culture, it's become trite and mockable to say, you have daddy issues. Well, all of us do, because no dad's perfect. And every dad here knows the stress the times where you felt totally insecure, and the glories of being a dad. All of it is a part of the story. I heard this story about 10 years ago by a nun 
she was working in a prison ministry at an all-male prison. And she got someone to donate all these Mother Day cards. She laid out the greeting cards for the inmates and said, why don't you grab them, write a card to your mom, address it, and I'll mail it off for you. She said within a few hours, every greeting card was taken and every one of these men in jail was writing their mom a card. A few months later, she said, great, got the same donor. I now have Father's Day cards, lays them out, says, come and grab them, write them to your dad and we'll send them out. She said maybe two or three cards were picked up. They either didn't know their dad or such a painful experience, they didn't want to know their dad. So what is it, my brothers? What do we bring into the world? What is it that's unique? And remember at the beginning, I think women are strong. I've seen moms go into mama bear mode and protect their kids like you wouldn't believe. But there's a certain strength that a man brings into the world, a decisiveness, a directiveness, a mission-oriented way of living that is so, so good. Remember, when God took on flesh, he only had two options. Do I come as a man? Do I come as a woman? And there's a reason why he came as a man. But he came in the fullness of masculinity, not in a broken way. He didn't take on the insecurity of men. He revealed the fullness of masculinity. And we see it on display in the gospel today. Jesus' children, his disciples, are scared. They're about to die due to the waves and the wind. They don't know what's going on. And they say, do you even care? And he wakes up and in the zeal and strength of his masculinity confronts the problems in their life. And he says, quiet, be still. It actually has in scriptures two exclamation points. He uses his power and strength to protect those that the God the Father has entrusted. And then he turns to them and says, why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? He doesn't mean, do you, why did you get scared that you almost drowned? That's understandable. What he's asking them is, do you not know what you mean to me? When you ask if I even care, do you really think I don't, you don't matter to me? Jesus reveals two key principles of fatherhood, protection and blessing. A good dad reveals consistently over and over again what his sons and daughters mean to him. And by doing this, they grow in the security of their own identity and are freed up from so many things that sociologists and psychologists have named for decades. Ultimately, if you want to see what's one of the most sacred things in this world, look at what's become most mocked and profaned. The devil knows that fatherhood has a capacity to heal and bless and to reveal God. After all, Jesus came into this world to do one thing, to reveal the face of God, and he does it as a loving father. The first prayer you were taught after the sign of the cross was the Our Father. And the good news of whether your dad has been wonderfully a blessing, absent, painful, or mixed story, Jesus is eager to bring us the Father blessing.
And in Jesus himself, we have God the Father entering the world and our humanity meeting him. And so at every Mass and every moment of Christian prayer in life, we bring our humanity to Jesus, who unites us to the power and love of the Father, who protects and is eager to bestow on us the true Heavenly Father blessing that sets us free. And so on this Father Day, I will ask in just a minute for all the fathers to stand, but I want us to reclaim and start proclaiming again to the world that it's good to be a man. It's good to be a dad. And yeah, it's hard, but that's why Jesus gave us the sacraments and a community because we need a father. We have God and he's raising all of us up to be an image of him. And so I invite all the fathers to stand for a Father's Day blessing.